0: for you, and creating a super vibrant side to motherhood that fuels your heart and empowers your kids, but makes it more productive and effective for you. Hi, I'm Michelle Bird, and I'm here to walk you through simple, practical hacks that are going to make your life much easier and create more time and space for what actually matters fun, fun, forever memories with your kids. So hand out those afternoon snacks and toss in a load of laundry. Who are we kidding? Let's dig in. Welcome to the Busy Vibrant Mom podcast. I have one of my good friends here, Larissa, who's going to share a little bit about her summer and some fun summer tricks for our summer success series. And we're just really excited to have her here. She works and is a mom to three very vibrant boys who are super busy and jumpy and very funny. So she's got a lot on her plate, but she's amazing. She doesn't wear her superwoman cape every day, but pretty much. So here we go. We're going to jump in with my friend Larissa. Hi, Larissa. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on here today Yay!
1: and you wanted me to give a little bit more about myself. Okay, sure. So yeah, just like Michelle said, I am a busy mom of three boys, ages, how old are they? Boys have to kind of think. I always feel like they're still super small, but they're all growing up so fast. Um, my youngest is seven and then I have a 10 year old and then I have a 13 year old. So we're Definitely transitioning into the teen age years, and that's been a challenge and an adventure in its own way. But I also work full-time as a community college professor in a local community college pretty close by. And so even this summer, I am working a few hours a week during the summer. So yes, trying to keep the kids busy while I'm working during the summer when they're not in school, definitely has brought some challenges. And we're still technically in a pandemic. So it's not like things are 100% back to normal. So yeah, we're definitely navigating this situation to the best that we can. And I'm excited to talk to you about this stuff today.
0: (laughs) What has been the most challenging, I have to say, with having all three boys at home? Because your boys are amazing, but have high energy. It's one of those things where it's
1: like, how honest and transparent do I become type of thing, but also like narrowing it down to one or two is is at the same time that doesn't even begin to describe, but I would probably say the number one struggle is how to keep them engaged and to occupy their time. They're a different generation than when I was raised, where you lived the majority of your summertime outside the house on bikes in the neighborhood. And there's a little bit of that, but I definitely feel like my kids are are more like, it's too hot outside or I'm too sweaty or there's nothing to do. And so they just want to play video games or be on the computer all day. And so that's... that's, Yeah, that's one of the challenges. But I also understand that it's not just me who is dealing with that and struggling with that. There's a lot of people, especially since they've been on the computer for the last year, it's so normal to be on the computer. I think that's one of the challenges is how to explain to them how to put a little variety in the use of their time and to develop themselves in different
0: ways. But that's so you know. hard. I know we had a good handle on keeping electronics at bay and very minimal time on them. Right. And then COVID hit and it was like, everything has to be on the computer. Right. So as you said, they just got used to using that as I'm bored. I'm going to use the computer. I'm bored. I'm going to play a video game. I'm bo-. And they forgot about other ways to interact and other ways to do stuff. That was also the only way they could
1: interact with their friends. Right. Right. Now we say, hey, you know, why don't we have a play date with your friends if they're cool with it and we're cool with it. Let's go see if we can go for a hike or go to the park or play soccer or basketball or something. And they're like, well, it's so much easier just to get online (laughs) and I can still play with my friends and talk with them. And then I have boys and I don't know how much of this is or is not gendered and is or is not socialization, but that is also that, especially my teenager right now, they don't want to go hang out with in person. Like they'd much rather literally play video games with each other or do something like that. They're just not relational like that. So it's also just a very strange, again, we're still getting used to this teenager mode. And it's not just him. Like, we know it's not just our child. Even if we introduce it to his peers, they look at you like, we don't want to, no, we don't want to go do that. It's the parents. It's always us with the other parents forcing them to go out and to do something. It's just a very, it's just a very interesting time of setting new expectations and adjusting our expectations. Because I'm kind of coming to the point now where how much of this is me forcing something that doesn't necessarily need to be forced. So there's a lot of those types of thought process that's going on in my brain. (laughs)
0: Great. Now, do your kids, I know they love sports. Does that help to get them out of let's have somebody over and play soccer in the backyard or let's be on a soccer team or... Are they not that they're into different hobbies?
1: Well, they are definitely into different hobbies. My younger two like soccer and my older one, we actually didn't know what to do with him, to be honest, (laughs) for a while because he didn't love anything. And then we put him in flag football in the spring and he loved flag football. So that was great. But it's really interesting if it's just one friend, they don't want to play soccer. It has to be like a group of friends in order for them to want to do it. Another thing that I noticed is that it can't be super hot outside, which can be a challenge during the summer, right? I don't know what happened. I think we've been inside so much, especially with the fires last year and probably just with COVID. uh, (laughs) I noticed my kids just don't want to be outdoors as much. I don't know what happened. And then finally, I think the other thing that maybe is a factor is they want the adults to play with them which is not necessarily a bad thing, but my excuses, number one, I'm, I mean, maybe I should do it because it's good exercise, but I'm like, I am not a spring chicken anymore. And the second thing is, is I'm tired. Like, I don't want to go to the park and play. I want to just sit and drink my water in the shade and watch and let you guys run around. So I don't know. That's different now too, but they will do it. But you just, it's like the right set of circumstances have to be there.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Like you have to create the event. Like yes. okay, on Friday, we're going to have five or six different kids over and we're all going to go to the park and we're going to go play instead of one kid's going to come over and you guys will hang out and do stuff. I'm noticing there's definitely this
1: kind of feeling of they want to be entertained all the time. And it's like, sorry, that's just not how I roll. And that's just not real life. <laughs> like, like That's just, sorry, buddy. It's not vacation all the time. And I don't know if maybe that's part of it too, even though they were in school, they were home. And so they're just like in vacation mode now.
0: <laughs> and we're all
1: just like, how do you live real life in vacation mode? And
0: it's like office space, where right? he permanently was in vacation mode. They're like, yeah. We're in, we're they haven't left it. It <laughs> jumped in during COVID, and then they were like, Vacation mode, you should just make us happy and do cool stuff to entertain us. It's yeah, like you have a job or anything, exactly. You or, you know. Can we
1: just drop everything and go do stuff? And it's like, No, sorry, cannot do that. I have to be on a call
0: or be on Zoom to teach a class, it's not gonna happen. So, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. The only things I could think of is creating crazy things to have them finish before they get screen time or something like a activity bucket list or scavenger hunt where you have to go around the neighborhood and find these 20 things or some kind of crazy thing that they have to you know clean, mm-hmm. clean the house, clean every single room in the house and all the baseboards until you get a- <laughs> Well, they definitely they do have a checklist of 5 things
1: they have to do before they can even get on a screen. And the checklist is they have to get up and get dressed. They have to eat breakfast. They have to do their morning chores. They already have a set of chores that need to be done that I prefer done in the morning. So they know they have to do that. And then they have to do something like personal growth for 30 minutes before they get on a device. And that's Along the lines of they have to read a book for 30 minutes. They have to draw or create something with clay or whatever. They have to do a memory verse, write in a journal. Like they have to do something that's their personal growth. And then the fifth thing that they have to do is they have to contribute to the household in some way, whether that is sorting their laundry or doing a load of laundry and folding it or sweeping the porch or doing the dishes. Like they have to contribute to the house aside from their normal chores. They have to also say like, what needs to be done in the house? Where's a need? And how can I help mom and dad out? So we do have those five things they need to check off before they get on. And most of the time they're pretty good, but it is amazing sometimes how they only check off maybe three of them and somehow they get some screen time before either myself or their father figures out. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, you're not dressed yet. <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> so we are trying those little mechanisms, but and then we have life skills boot camp in the summer. We've always done that. We've done that for the last three or four years. We do life skills boot camp every summer. They have to learn something new. Last year, our oldest learned about laundry, how to sort and how to do a load of laundry. This summer that's more his responsibility is like he needs to do at least one load of laundry a week. And then they also do other things. Like we figure out you need to wash the walls because that's what happened during COVID is how your house gets destroyed when you're all in the same space all day long. And so I was like, these walls... Look dreadful, <laughs> like they're the two toys.
0: I don't know. They touch everything, and then oh they my put gosh, their hands on everything. They'll come in. I find grimy spots up the stairs. Yes, I like, mean, like, what happened? Yeah, they put their feet on the wall. I
1: don't know by their beds. Right, you're just like, what the? What is this gray tone? And you realize they put their feet on the. Wall. So yeah, they learned to wash walls this is what you do you need to wash walls periodically at least maybe twice a year spring clean maybe fall refresh this is what you do so anyway we try to build life skills because i'm a mother of three boys and i want to break the paradigm that the woman is the one who is responsible for certain tasks around the house right so I want them to be independent people and not feel like a woman is going to be there to do all these things for them in their future. And so they need to learn how to do it. You need to learn how to manage a home. When you have a home of your own, you need to learn how to clean it and maintain it. You're going to be the one who is responsible for it. And if someone chooses to partner with you in life, then you can negotiate what the different tasks are at that point. But until that point, you're the one who needs to cook for yourself, clean for yourself, and maintain your living space. You're going to know how to do it. So my mentality is there's no boy chores, girl chores. It's just chores. It's
0: life skills. And you need to learn how to do it. I totally and, agree with you. I'm like, yeah. doesn't matter what sex you are, you can all vacuum. Mm. <laughs> yeah a hundred percent doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl whatever like you can all dust you can vacuum you can clean a bathroom you can do laundry windows do will it. always need to be cleaned right so you just say you know and you windows can, don't care windows they don't, don't care whether it's a girl cleaning them or a boy they don't yeah okay.
1: dust <laughs> happens you need to take care of it
0: <laughs> right
1: Are you an able-bodied person can you get it done do right. it
0: Right And so. you want them like when they especially when they go to college, when they grow up, as you said, to be yes. responsible adults, like I can take care of myself and I can take care of the area around me and be responsible? A hundred percent. There are certain things you do want them to rely
1: and depend upon people for for sure, but I want them to be responsible, self-reliant, independent adults when they get to be older, so yeah. That's kind of the mindset behind that life skills boot
0: camp. So. I love that you do it over the summer. And like, that's a thing of, okay, this summer we're going to learn how to do this. And everybody's going to learn this one or this one. So that is great. I think we need to start that with our kiddos. Is there one thing, one problem that if we could solve it, that would help mm. your day or be like, yes.
1: I remember when I was looking at that question, I was like trying to one, I just want one thing. <laughs> like the main one. You may have like, like the main one, one. It, yeah. I mean, you know. Something that happened, I'm hoping it's temporary <laughs> because it started happening over COVID. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And that is, I just am having a very hard time getting up early. Okay, I know that's never a problem for you, Michelle, <laughs> or it's very, problem. like I remember I used to admire you so much when you're like, yeah, I just got up because I have a 5 a.m. Cycling class, and I was like, "What? You're awake at 5 a.m. How are you doing that?" So, (laughs) I don't need to wake up at 5 a.m. I would like to wake up and get up before seven, and I know that it's possible. I've had to do it a few times for either a seven o'clock meeting or whatever, right? I know I can do it, but ever since COVID. And when I was going to work and when you had drop-off for school, I was out the door by 7, 7.30 at the latest. So I know I can do it. It's just ever since COVID, and I think because you don't have to get out of the house by a certain time, number one. And then number two, I think maybe a low level of probably depression, and then three, Thank God for those filters on Zoom, right? You don't have to get up and put on a full face or anything like that. You just turn your Zoom filter on. I just am now struggling to wake up before seven for sure and to actually get out of bed before eight because I could go to work literally in my pajamas and be in my bed. And my kids are now self-sufficient enough in the morning. They know how to get their cereal. They know how to hard boil eggs. The older two know how to scramble eggs technically need to get up to make breakfast. Part of me is like, yay for the win. I made them self-sufficient in the morning. They can even make coffee. It's not great yet. They still need to work on the technique a little bit more, but they can do all this stuff. I don't need to get up. However, (laughs) I'm struggling now to like get up and get going before 7.30, before eight o'clock, which has impacted my productivity. I'm not able to get as much done. I'm not as prepared for the day. It's harder to squeeze in my personal workout or my personal time because a lot of that was done between, if not 6.30 and 8, it was done between 6 and 7.30. So that's something that's emerged this last year and a half. I'm like, who needs to get up before seven? (laughs) No one needs to get up before seven. That's
0: right. All your external motivation of a job or being somewhere or needing to be dressed or put together, all that externally for COVID disappeared. It's gone. You can be at home. You can just be hanging
1: out. And I'm a natural night owl. So I'm a night owl by nature, I guess you would say. But I was an early riser-ish by necessity. So I went to bed at a decent time because I knew I had to get up at 6 or 6.30 in the morning, which was early for me. Now I'm like, what? I'm a night owl. I can stay up till like 1 in the morning. This is great. But of course, well, that's why I can't get up out of bed before 8 because I'm tired. Right.
0: So Eight it's on the other
1: end. A hundred percent. So it's like this vicious cycle. How do I
0: get out of bed before 8? <laughs> Is there something internally that would be motivating? Like, oh, I get to have a nice cup of coffee while everybody's still asleep and nobody's screaming at me? Well, you'd think that would work because coffee usually works
1: everything. But then a wonderful thing about COVID, people learn each other's love languages. And my husband got into the lovely routine of making coffee and bringing it to me in bed. (laughs) I don't really want to stop that. You know what I mean? I'm loving that routine a lot. Like, oh, he's bringing me coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, I don't want to mess up this good thing. But yes, actually what we did talk about is because he and I were saying we have alone time, you know, and you create it, but actually we are going to try to reverse it. So instead of us trying to have alone time after the kids go to bed, because their bedtimes all off too. So by the time they go to bed, we're pooped out and we're trying to have just a time to connect and we're exhausted. And so then we either end up falling asleep on each other or, you know, how it goes. If you have to have a serious conversation or get on the same page about something, it never ends well. And then you go to bed and you're just like grumbling, like, so actually what we're going to try to do starting this next week and coffee is a part of the bargain is we're going to try to get up, get six or six thirty, and just try to get on the same page. Like that's going to be our time is in the morning, get on the same page, go through the week. And then the kids will probably wake up at like seven or seven thirty, and have a morning
0: coffee time together. Yeah.
1: We're going to try to do that starting this week. I love that. Yeah, so hopefully I'll let you know. I'll let you know. i <laughs> let you know if it works.
0: Because <laughs> you guys will be accountable to each other. You'll know that he's yeah. gonna get up. You've got to get up too. So it'll help you both be accountable. Mm-hmm. It's motivation. You'll have your coffee. You can take a deep breath and kind of exhale before the children destroy the rest of the day. <laughs> um, and you have a moment to just. Be in peace, but I totally understand. We don't start Mm -hmm. any big conversations after ten o'clock because I'm like I Mm -mm. can't handle it. I'm going to keep thinking about it. (laughs) It's going to keep me up, or we're going to say stuff we don't really mean to say because we're just tired, right? And we'll get snippy at each other and then cause this big fight. So I totally agree. We don't have any big conversations after ten. So then it's like, when do you have them? We have a time that we sit down usually during the week and Mm -hmm. connect on some big things. Or if there's a time in the afternoon that now that he's working from home, we just hash it out in the afternoon or sometime Mm -hmm. when, hey, do you have a minute to talk about this? The other times we have is during a date night, but date nights, we want to be more connecting and a deeper level and not bring any work or family to that space.
1: I totally understand that because that's, something we feel the same way it's the last resort if you have to talk about something then it's kind of on a time schedule or something right like you have a deadline it needs to be done or a decision that needs to be made then we might do that on a date absolutely but usually for dates yeah we try to keep it just about us and enjoy each other's company so i agree i think that's
0: a good idea
1: how do you keep your kids do you distract them while you guys are talking in the afternoon
0: how did you do there that a question? Sometimes they're outside playing already and we have oh, a moment. Okay. The other day we had a big decision that we had to make. And so we just sat down and just hashed it out and they were waiting to play video games. And we said, okay, you need to clean up. You need to do several things I was doing a typing club. They knew that at its appointed time, they were going to get to play video games. So we just continued our conversation and they just destroyed upstairs. And I think didn't kill each other until they were able to get on the video games and play Minecraft. But we just continue our conversation and we're like, okay, we just need to hash this out and that we have to make a decision soon. So Mm -hmm. I just need some time to talk here. You guys go do your thing.
1: It is great to because I think that the age group of our kids now allow us to have that type of conversation with them, right? Like, Hey, we need this. We need you to go occupy yourselves. Give us until this time so that we can hash it out. That could not have happened a few years ago, or if they were really young, like toddlers and stuff, no. there's no way. No, but now that they're older, there's definitely some benefits
0: to their being more self-reliant and capable. Yeah, definitely. Hey mama, this episode is sponsored by my favorite product line. Whether you want to gain more energy, better sleep, be in control of your health or lose five or even a hundred pounds, this inexpensive wellness program has proven results time and time again. My friend just lost about 70 pounds and another one of my friends lost about 80 you have access to a personal coach who walks with you, a connected community, easy no-hassle meal prep, and lots more help along the way. What more info? Shoot me a DM, Facebook message, email, or check out my website, The Busy Vibrant Mom. What are you waiting for? It's so much fun. It's time to invest in you. How do you make summer special? Share a silly or fun or happy memory from a past summer and what made that memory so special?
1: One thing that we try to do is we try to go on at least one family trip. Do something special as a family. This summer was a little hard because usually on my husband's side of the family, there's a huge Tahoe trip that takes place where the whole family goes together and they go to Tahoe and it's like a mini family reunion and we're there for a week. And it's just a really lovely time being with family and being together. And I know it's a huge highlight for my kids. Unfortunately this year for a variety of reasons and many different factors and just the fact that so many people are involved and COVID and there are just so many different things that just did not happen this summer. But we're still, as a family, we're still planning on taking a trip to Tahoe. It's just gonna look a little bit different. But we did get to go away as a family to Southern California and have a really nice time visiting. We met up with some friends, but we were away. We were away from the house, which is exactly what we needed. So that's what we try to do is we try to have like these either small trips or big trips at least one big trip where we go away from our house and get away from the area. We also try to do small cousin adventures. So we have cousins locally and they have a very busy life. Obviously our lives are very busy. So we don't see each other as much as we'd like during, especially during the school year. So over the summer we try to plan a minimum of two cousin adventures but usually it's around three or four where we do a big deal kind of event this last Friday we went to the zoo we went to the Oakland Zoo and we just had a really great time I think Gilroy Gardens is on the list this year and then I think a beach
0: day is on the list this year and and do all the cousins go or is it just like okay this one cousin and one of my sons will go or is it like okay it's cousin adventure day all the cousins go Well, it depends on everyone's availability. We try
1: to at least do one adventure with each of the different cousins, one-on-one type of thing, right? We meet up with the other family to have a cousin adventure. That's become a little bit more simpler this summer since one set of cousins moved away. They're now out of state so getting together with them is more challenging now especially and it's all really new so they're adapting so now we only have one set of cousins that we're really focusing on getting together with so it made it a little bit easier but in the past if all the cousins could get together we did that usually at least once if that worked out great and if it didn't work out then we still made plans with the other sets of cousins
0: I love that. I love the idea yeah. of just a cousin adventure, like a special mm-hmm. day, not only just with your family, but your surrounding family that's around. This is a special day. We're both super busy and this is a special day. We can just connect and do something fun all together. Yes. Yeah.
1: And usually it's grandma is involved. Sometimes grandpa, if grandpa can get out of work, he'll come too. But you, grandma is usually involved. And so grandma is on cloud nine. Because she has all of her little grandbabies around her, so <laughs> I
0: bet. I it's bet. a win-win. Be like, can we do more of these? When's the next one?
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely always like, "Can we do this tomorrow?" And you know, all the exhausted adults are like, oh,
0: "Let's just wait a few weeks. <laughs> We're tired." <laughs> That's right. What is the number one memory that you want to create this summer?
1: I think the number one memory is the summer after COVID and how we tried to safely re-engage and intentionally try to reconnect with people. I think that's one of the things I want the kids to remember. Because last summer, we didn't really get to do as much as we wanted because there were fires everywhere everywhere. There was a pandemic. We did go to away to Tahoe, but even Tahoe wasn't great last year because of the fires. Last summer was really, really hard. So it's almost like this summer we want to do a do-over, but not as intense or busy as a normal summer because we're still trying to be fairly cautious and responsible. So I think the memory I want for them is that it was a time of reconnecting and a time of re-engaging. Right. Because you're
0: easing back into like the summer stuff that you used Absolutely. to do as a family that was fun. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And everyone's doing it. So it does make it a challenge. I'm sure you're familiar with looking at hotels or Airbnb or VRBO. Like everything is either super expensive because the demand is so high or there's just not a lot of options because they're all taken because everyone has the same idea. We were looking to go camping And the (laughs) camping like it's very slim pickings because everyone's going camping this summer. So I was a little too late in making those reservations. So
0: yeah, I hear you. We had plans because we have a wedding we're going to this summer that I'm in with Ashley. We always go to San Diego for July 4th. So we had some standing things that we were already doing. But we noticed it was far more crowded than normal. Yes. Usually we can get a flight down to San Diego, no problem. There's like 10 flights a day, but all the flights were completely full. Oh my goodness. It was like, oh, I guess everybody would like to travel. Yes. (laughs) Especially to San Diego. Hey, people I mean, are like, "Let me out.
1: <laughs> yes, no I feel I that's exactly how it feels, I think, is everyone is like, we can be free. Let's go. Let's party up. So it's that balance of navigating having a family of
0: five and all the little details and concerns that go with that. right, right, yeah. Definitely. What are some things that are on your bucket list? Maybe five things for your bucket list this summer.
1: Oh, five things for the bucket list this summer. So is it okay if we've already done some of them? Yes, definitely. Okay, we're great. We're midway through the summer. It we are midway through the summer. Yeah. So obviously cousin adventures, like we got started on that. That's on the bucket list. We had a family vacay. We're like we got away, got away. So we, we got that. That's great. Camping is on the horizon. So we haven't done that yet, but it's on the bucket list. And hopefully that'll be done by the time the kids go back to school. The beach is always an ongoing thing on the bucket list. So we've already gone a couple times. Well, our family vacation was essentially at the beach, but we've already gone a few times since and we're planning on going a few times more. Plus our church barbecue or picnic or family day or whatever is at the beach as well. So awesome. And then finally, I have a list of house projects that I normally have, like the summer, even though I'm working, I have more time to do things around the house. And so I usually have a running list of reorganize the closets, do this, do that. And I'm already, I think it's like 10 things I know. I'm over ambitious, I know. But I think I've checked off at least two, so that's something. That's great. That's I might great. only get
0: two more, but at least it's four off the list of ten. So I'm going right. to take the wins where I can get them. Definitely. And I find in the summer I tend to want to, like, go through things more and declutter and – Let's Mm -hmm. go through your whole room and see what things we can get rid of. And there's just more time to sit down and do those things rather than we have to race off to school. We have to get to this activity. We have to go. So you just feel a little bit more flexible in your schedule. Mm -hmm. Is there one piece of advice as we wrap it up for busy moms this summer? You have a unique perspective since you have a full-time job plus three kiddos do you have any advice for busy moms
1: the advice i'd like to share it, it's nothing i don't think super groundbreaking but i think i just want to encourage busy moms no matter what is that we do need to take time for ourselves we need to squeeze in time for us to refresh our mama hearts and our mama energy storage And sometimes taking that time might be a day or two away from the family. And so if it's possible to have that time, to negotiate that time with your partner, with your spouse, with family or babysitters, where you can have a full day away or even an overnight, and it's just you by yourself. I would say that that's time and money well spent and that it's not selfish. I think that many times we as moms feel if we take anything for ourselves, it's selfish. And maybe we got to be honest with ourselves if that's the case. But I would argue that 99.98% of the time, it is not selfish. We need it. We need that time to reacquaint ourselves with ourselves. We need to get to know ourselves again. And we need to be honest about where we're at and what we need. And we need, we just need that time to rest and be quiet and be silent and be by ourselves and get to know each other again and invest in whatever it is that we love. I think that would be like a caveat to that advice would be like in whatever time away you take away for yourself, make sure that you're doing something you enjoy or that it's full of enjoyable things that you actually really love. Otherwise, I don't know how refreshing it will be, but I think that that's my number one advice because I wish I had taken that advice way earlier than when I started to. And I'm also advising myself.
0: I'm also giving myself advice right now. Like Totally. You need to give yourself a break. Yeah. I think with being a mom, you see so many needs. You see your kids' needs. You see your spouse's needs. You see needs around the house that it feels selfish when you say, I'm not going to meet all these needs. I'm going to take some time for me. And that's really important because you need to re-energize yourself and pour into yourself so that you have the energy to take care of these needs. But Mm I completely agree. It feels selfish because you see the needs and you're physically saying, I'm not going to meet them. I'm going to put them on hold. Right.
1: Right. And the thing is, is you're still not going to meet the needs. It's much better to have that fresh perspective and have perspective of the needs. Like number one, I will never fulfill anyone's needs ever, ever, ever. (laughs) So so then you could come in and be like, okay, now I need to prioritize and figure out how it was the best use of my time. And what do I need to do? Where do I need to spend my energy? And also, I would say most important, you remember that you do love your family. Sometimes if you're tired and you don't have energy, it is very hard to come from a place of love and compassion and kindness. And if you have that rest time, you can actually really embrace and enjoy it much more. And
0: I think your family will thank you in the long run. Definitely. I think you'll be a better mom, which will help you pour into your kids and your family more Mm -hmm. than if you... Just run yourself out.
1: <laughs> right, right. And you'll like yourself more too. You won't be shaming yourself like, oh my gosh, if only I was a better mom or a better wife or a better
0: person. Yeah. It's like, well, and the blame of, gosh, all my time goes to you people. That just all kind of plays in.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Sometimes we just need that. We just need a push pause, just need a break.
0: I love it. Oh, that's a great piece of advice. All righty. Well, on that note, thank you so much for being here and sharing all your amazing fun tricks and tips about summer and your growing boys. Have an amazing day. Thank Thank you. Thank you.
1: If you like my mom's show, please leave a review Post a screenshot in your Instagram stories and tag her. Pretty
0: please. Hey, if today's episode was meaningful to you, please share this with others. Take a screenshot, tag me and post it in your stories. Together we can change our day, spread joy, inspire others and be a better version of ourselves. Until next time, keep laughing and smiling. Come join me on my Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom. Thanks!